Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So in addition to including the price point and where it can be purchased, you also want to mention if there are any upcoming sales, because if I'm going to be publishing this, let's say two months from now, and there's going to be a sale two months from now, but there's not a sale currently, that's something that's super important to communicate. Hey friends, I'm Gloria Chow, small business PR expert, award-winning pitch writer, and your unofficial hype woman. Nothing makes me happier than seeing people get the recognition they deserve. And that starts with feeling more confident to go bigger with your message. So on this podcast, I will share with you the untraditional yet proven strategies for PR, marketing, and creating more opportunity in your business. If you are ready to take control of your narrative and be your most unapologetic and confident self, you're in the right place. This is the Small Business PR Podcast. All right, gift guides, product guides, best of lists. There's every season, every quarter, there's going to be an opportunity for you to get your business or product in one of these. That's why I'm so excited for today's episode with the one and only Jessica Toscano. She is a founder and editor of her own magazine, Intrigue Mag, but she is also a wellness journalist. She has written for Men's Health, Self, Shape, Cosmopolitan, you name it, and she is here sharing all the deets about how to get into a gift guide. So welcome to the show again. I am so excited to be back here. Gloria, thank you so much. So gift guides, product guides, when you think about that, I mean, I think of it as like the holy grail, right? Because on one hand, you're getting in front of your audience, you're getting directly to a consumer, you're saving thousands of dollars on ads. My question is, is it only a Q4 like Christmas thing or am I thinking of it too narrowly? Absolutely not. Gift guides encompass every holiday, even, okay, right now, um, Amazon Prime is huge. So publications everywhere are promoting all of the deals that you can get on Amazon Prime, all of the amazing gifts catered specifically to wellness or specifically to, you know, sexual health or you name it. So it's not just focused on Christmas time. It could be for anything. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I was kind of asking that rhetorically, but I'm so glad that you said that. I mean, there's even <laughs> National Hot Sauce Day. There, yeah, There's like a Celebrate Your Singleness Day. There's a National Pet Day. So there is something for everyone. So can you tell me a little bit more about the landscape of gift guides? What are the different types of gift guides? Yeah. Um, so you can do a, a product gift guide, which is probably, honestly, the most popular That's what you're really going to see during the holiday season, November, December, even a little bit in January, definitely February. Um, But getting into February a little bit more, you're also going to see promos. So for Intrigue last February for Valentine's Day, we highlighted brands that were offering really amazing promos for Valentine's Day. So it, it really just depends on what's going on. But product gift guides are the most well known by far. Um, other than sales. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a straight directly into your customer. Like they see the thing they're, they're ready to buy. So I really think it's the best, especially if you have something that's perfect for a gift. So in terms of timeline, right, I think I get asked this all the time. What is the best time to send the pitch out for inclusion in a gift guide? So it depends on whether you're targeting a print publication or a digital publication. Print publications typically work four to six months in advance, and you want to offer ample time for the editors to review your pitch, potentially test the product, and offer feedback as to whether or not they want to be able to feature it. And if you want to follow up, that's something you also have to take into consideration. So if you're looking to focus on Christmas time, for example, you know, November, December, 
you want to start pitching that right away. So May, June, July, right now, I wouldn't go any later than July. Uh, but that's just an example. I would say definitely six months in advance to play it safe. Now, digital is a little bit more immediate, so it's a bit different. You're going to want to reach out to editors, I would say, August, September, if you're looking to get into a November, December gift guide. So a couple of months is plenty of time for an editor to review your pitch, test the product, and then be able to turn that into a already published article. Yeah, I really love digital, I think, because, you know, now with the world of SEO, with the fact that it's searchable, most of my audience, I'm thinking they're trying to get into, into digital. I actually just interviewed someone as well from Forbes, and they say that sometimes they're looking for last minute gift guide ideas, right? We've all we've all like clicked on those like last minute kind of things. And she says that she puts those gift guides together sometimes even two weeks before she sends it out. Would you say that like there's always kind of a room for like last minute people? So yes, absolutely. I've, I, I can't say that I haven't done that, but I try really hard not to, or I try to have the bulk of the gift guide together. And if I, you know, am able to squeeze in a product here and there last minute, I'll do that. But for the most part, I would recommend if you really, really want to impress your client and you want to get their product into a gift guide, especially, you know, their target publication, don't pitch the editor two weeks before she's planning on publishing. Yeah. So you don't have to convince me about the gift guys. I know that this is definitely something that's so important, but let's say someone has a, has something that's not a traditional gift. It's not a physical product. It's not a candle. How would you still encourage them to consider pitching for a gift guide? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there are gift guides where you're promoting, um, not necessarily a, a package deal per se, but for example, like a subscription to an app. And, and you can promote that the same way that you would promote a product. And I would just recommend, you know, for an app, for example, offer the editor a free trial, let him or her or they play around with it and see if they like it and what the benefits are, what the cons are, if there are any cons and, you know, go from there and how they're able to highlight it. Subscription for an app. I love that. I mean, now with the way that products are, there's memberships, subscriptions, digital experiences. I mean, there is a need, there is a want. So I definitely encourage everyone to think outside of the box, even if your product doesn't fit inside of box. Uh -huh. See what I did there? <laughs> I love that. So I know before we got on here, you talked a little bit about the different types or the structures of kind of like how the payment or like affiliate links or just completely free editorial placements with no strings attached. Can you go into a little bit about, let's say I pitch something, right? So what are the kind of possible outcomes in terms of like me having that relationship with the, with the, the, the outlet? Sure, sure. So um, one thing that you're definitely going to want to do, especially if you already have a relationship with the publication, is, you know, if, if the brand has been featured in the publication before, mention that. If, you know, the brand now has an affiliate link that the publisher is able to utilize and place on their digital publication. And, and just to segue into this a little bit, um, for those of you who don't know what an affiliate link is, if you've ever been on a gift guide and you saw a little tab at the top that was like, hey, just so you know, we might earn commission from some of the links that you click on, that's an affiliate link. So you are purchasing the product, same price as you would normally purchase it, unless you know the publisher is able to offer you a discount of sorts. And the publisher is just making commission from the brand on that product. Now, 
that that doesn't mean that the product is any less valuable. It doesn't mean that we're choosing products that we don't think our readers will absolutely love or that we wouldn't use ourselves. It's just a way for us to also make money. That being said, if you're a brand who has a, an affiliate link attached now, by all means, you know, reach out to the publisher and say, we've worked with you in the past. We just want to be able to share our affiliate link so you can earn commission as an incentive to include our product, maybe a little bit more frequently, not just in this gift guide, but future gift guides. Wow. So would you actually recommend someone if they are down for this kind of affiliate uh, uh, structure, which is quite common to actually put that in their first pitch? Because I always think of like sending a sample. So would it be like, here's a sample and we're happy to give you an affiliate link? So what a lot of uh, PR reps actually do, and I love this, is after they're done with their pitch, or you know, at the bottom of their pitch, after they express what the product is or you know, um, what the promo is, they say affiliate links and they have links to skim links or share a sale. Those are some of the most popular links to include. That's super helpful to know because if I do decide to include that product, then one, I'm going to include that link because why not? We want to earn money. (laughs) And two, it, it might help me publish the product a little bit higher up on the list That way we are promoting a product that we love and we're more likely to receive commission off of it. Yeah, that's true. But in terms of, let's say if it's a big magazine, right? And it's not the writer who's actually receiving the commission. Obviously you write your own magazine, so that's that's different. You're the CEO. Would you say that um, if it's for a huge magazine like Cosmo or Allure, millions of readers, do you think it's less of an incentive because a journalist probably is not going to get the commission themselves? I wouldn't say it's less of an incentive. I believe that if the brand has been working with that publication for a long time. And it's a brand that is consistently being published because it's a fantastic brand with amazing products. And, you know, it's really on target for readers. And the publication is seeing that, you know, readers are really loving this brand and they're really identifying with it, that that alone is incentive for the editor to place the product higher up on the list. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I can definitely see the, the for something like a Chanel or a Tom Ford or something that just has a lot of volume. But let's just like step back a little bit because 90% of my audience are, they've maybe never gone to a gift guide or they're just launched, you know, they're, they're building something in their garage. So do you have any tips for them at that early, early stage of their product when they're like barely hitting the send button? Yes, absolutely. So definitely highlight your product how you would any other for any other guide. So it doesn't have to be a gift guide. Um, but for this particular instance, just make sure you're, you're sticking straight to the point, you know, eight to 10 sentences, being concise, any sort of hyperlinks that you can include, any sort of talking points that you can include. And then if you are able to include an affiliate link of sorts, say you're not a part of skim links or you're not a part of share sale trick, you can definitely place your product on Amazon or find another, you know, um, big website like Amazon and say to, you know, the editor, Hey, um, just so you know, our product is available on Amazon. If you want to use that as an opportunity for an affiliate link. Mm. What about if they don't have an affiliate link, they're just getting started, but they have samples. How can they weave that in there? Ooh, uh, I, I honestly would just mention putting that, um, honestly, straight off the bat, you can put that in one of the first few sentences. You can put it as one of your closing sentences and just say, Hey, you know, I'm 
super happy to offer samples for you to be able to test the product for yourself. That is usually like a huge talking point for editors because we don't want to promote anything that we haven't actually tested for ourselves. Yeah. What if it's something that's very expensive? Let's say if it's a 24 karat gold um, skin facial tool, right? Um, Is there a way, how can they still give you the experience of the product? Um, Can it be through customer testimonials or do they, you know, like what's another way around that? So one of the first things that I would suggest if you're able to, and a lot of gyms, for example, do this, you know, um, they're not necessarily going to send you, you know, a $2,000 piece of equipment for you to test at your house or for you to hold on to. They'll offer you, you know, um, a free trial at a gym, a local gym and say, hey, you know, our product is there. Feel free to test it there. So if you're able to do something like that, that's one way to go about that. Um, Another way to go about it is if you're able to offer something in its place, say, you know, um, I had a company reach out about a mattress and, you know, I'm not going to be sent a mattress that's like $1,500 to test, but they offered to send me something else to show what their brand was like, just to give me an idea of the value of their brand and the luxuriousness of it. So I was able to test out their sheets and that was like, okay, so if their sheets are like this, then I have a better idea of what the mattress might feel like. So any sort of way that you can kind of offer the experience without actually offering up the tool itself or the product itself, because it's so expensive, um, that would be my first recommendation. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Now, you know, obviously, and and another thing is you have to ask because like, that's just, that's just another way for them to either respond with a yes or a no. Right. So I think it's like, if you can offer it, say yes. If not, I also heard of someone saying that maybe you have a really good video that you made that gives people the experience visually. So would, would that also be something that, that they can do? Oh, absolutely. There was this, I can't think of the name of it. I can, I can picture the bottle in my head, but there was this perfume. I think it's called Black Onx, if I'm not mistaken. It's a couple years back. And um, they ended up mailing out, instead of the perfume bottle itself, I believe they mailed out like little invitations to experience like the website as a whole. And I know a lot of perfume companies are doing things like that. They're, they're offering like visual experiences and that's promoting a lot of their products and encouraging a lot of people to buy their products without firsthand testing, which is just really unique and really awesome. I mean, now with an iPhone, anyone can be a videographer, cinematographer. It doesn't have to be this like HD camera with a director, right? It could just be like creative storytelling. Absolutely. Yes. So do we need to be, I mean, I know the answer to this, but um, the the first one is, you know, do we need to be an established brand that's making lots of revenue, that's pushing a lot of product to get featured? Or can it literally be like we just launched and I want to get into a gift guide? No, absolutely. Just launched. It doesn't matter where you are in the process. As long as you have a clear message and you believe in yourself, Go on, send those emails. The only thing that I I will definitely suggest is rather than send to, you know, 20 million different publications just to get in any gift guide, I would start off by targeting specific publications, you know, um, publications who, you know, share a similar target audience, for example, or publications who are promoting similar products. You know, if you're in the wellness industry, then consider, you know, Self Magazine, Health, other brands that focus specifically on wellness. Just because 
you'll be putting in the effort and you'll have a better turnout than say if you're a wellness brand who's trying to get your product in you know a, a tech publication yeah and i also think it's it's important to do the research because you know i think a lot of times people don't know what to lead with but their product might be good for vegan people but also moms so like obviously the the pitch for the mom magazine might be different than like the eco sustainability angle right absolutely yes yeah. Do you have any other pitching tips? So let's get into the actual messaging. You know, I teach the CPR method. It stands for credibility, point of view and relevance. I like bullet points. I like short sentences. You said yourself, make the pitch seven to eight sentences. Can you just give me kind of like an idea or like just like what what the email structure would look like that is a good enough pitch? Yeah. So let's start off with the subject. I would definitely include holiday gift guide, Valentine's Day gift guide, whatever the pitch is going to be and gift guide in the subject. That way, maybe it's not right for me right now. But when I am doing a gift guide for Valentine's Day, or I am doing a gift guide for the holidays, I can put that into my search bar in my email and I can easily find you. So that said, um, let's move on to the pitch itself. I would no flowery writing, you just want to get right into it. So immediately, first sentence, introduce your product, introduce your brand, introduce, you know, whatever it is you're promoting, keep it very short, very straight to the point. Uh, bullet points are super, super helpful, but don't go too crazy. So, you know, I would avoid like 20 bullet points. Your product's amazing. Great. <laughs> Highlight what you can in, you know, like six to eight lines if you need to. Also, definitely not a fan of any sort of like bulky attachments or huge photos. If you want to include a photo, that's awesome. Uh, I would definitely recommend hyperlinking any chance you can. So if you can hyperlink straight to the product website, the brand's website, and you can also include a Dropbox hyperlink to photos, that's probably, in my opinion, the best thing you can do, especially if you're promoting multiple brands in one email. Oh, I love that. You're validating everything that I say. But I have a question. What if it's something that's super visual? Like, let's say if it's a painting or if it's like something that, you know, you need to attach a photo. Do you think you should not copy it onto the email? You still don't recommend that? I'm not against attachments. Um, I'm against multiple attachments, bulky attachments. I've had pitches that are filled to death with photos and I can't even find the pitch because the photos are just, they're lagging my computer. They're taking forever to load. Um, so I would just recommend if you're going to attach something, keep it minimal. And if you can hyperlink it, I would rather somebody say, Hey, you know, here's a video to X, Y, and Z. And then I click on the video for the, you know, the experience rather than the video being included in the email itself. Oh, I love that. Okay. Another thing is what about, uh, the price point and where they can get it? Should they put all of that in there? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So in addition to including the price point and where it can be purchased, you also want to mention if there are any upcoming sales, because if I'm going to be publishing this, let's say two months from now, and there's going to be a sale two months from now, but there's not a sale currently, that's something that's super important to communicate. That way we know, okay, this is going to be on sale. We're going to want to highlight that. It's, it's definitely all important. <laughs> yeah. Now you said introduce the brand, introduce yourself. As a founder, we think everything's important. We think our 60-page autobiography we want to put in there. So how can you help a founder figure out what is the most relevant and interesting point that separates their facial wash or their bath bomb from someone else's? I love that question. So you're right. Everything is absolutely important. But 
for this purpose, you want to consider your overall goal. What is the angle of your story? So your goal is to get into this gift guide, right? And what kind of gift guide is it? Let's, for argument's sake, say it's Valentine's Day and you're pitching to this specific publication because it's a wellness publication. You have a wellness product. You know, um, maybe they're doing a vegan gift guide. Okay, so that's that's something you want to highlight. So you want to introduce your brand as maybe you're the only vegan body wash on the market currently. That's super important. Any sort of piece of information that's vital to include for that angle and that's going to also make your product stand out or your brand stand out or, you know, your source stand out, whatever um, you're highlighting, then, yeah, include that information. Yeah, I love that because, you know, as as founders, we might have four five or 40 products. And a lot of times I get asked, which one should I pick? And I always say, what is the relevance? What is the season? So my Valentine's Day gift guide, I might pitch something different than a Mother's Day or a graduation back to school, right? Yes. So I actually, I worked with this brand last year and I promoted... They were dark chocolate peppermint almonds. Now, I know the brand also does other really awesome almond flavors. So, for example, in the summertime, they'll promote their pink lemonade flavored almonds. But you kind of see what I did there? Yeah, peppermint yeah. for wintertime because peppermint is, you know, associated with winter season. And then pink lemonade. Everybody's thinking about, you know, making lemonade or drinking lemonade in the summertime. So that's something you're going to want to stick to for, you know, a summer gift guide. I just had so many light bulbs go off because I would have never thought about that in terms of almonds. So there, that just goes <laughs> to show it's all about your perspective. And the, the more you shift your mindset, the more you realize there is a season to pitch anything. So I, I love that. Give me some more examples of like outside of the box things that you, that you can pitch. Because I think for a lot of founders, they're looking at their products and they're like, this just doesn't fit. This just doesn't fit. So, so give me some interesting creative things that you've gotten pitched that was like, huh, this is really cool. Oh my gosh. So I actually was reached out to about sustainable toothbrushes last, I believe it was last summer season. And the reason why they were able to promote it initially in the summertime is because they made the toothbrushes pastel colors. So they were highlighting the fact that, you know, these are pastel, this is perfect for the summer, this is perfect for the spring, this is a great Easter, you know, present. And then they repackaged it into Christmas themed packaging and made it a bundle for Christmas time. And the same pastel toothbrushes are now suddenly perfect for the, the Christmas and Hanukkah and all those type of holidays because they're packaged differently. It Literally, it's the same toothbrushes, but different packaging. So th that's one product, two different angles. You just have to figure out how to, how to work with what you have. Oh, I love that. So be adaptable, be evolving. There's a season for everything. Are there any other um, best practices or do's and don'ts that we haven't covered yet? I think everything we talked about is is pretty much the gist of it. The only other thing that I would suggest is keep again in mind who your target audience is for your product because you really want to identify with the brand that you're pitching to. That is a huge selling point. So if your product is being targeted, you know, you mentioned earlier moms, then you're going to want to reach out to mom publications. Those are going to be your best bet. That doesn't mean that you can't use another angle for, you know, another publication, but that's probably going to be your strongest talking point and your 
top publication to pitch to just based off of the fact that, you know, it's geared toward moms or it's a product that's geared toward parenting. Yeah. I, and I love what you said about relevance. So I actually think you, you, if, if I were to look at it kind of chronologically, like the first step would be pick the holiday, right? Whatever, whatever holiday or season we're in. The second one is pick the relevant, um, you know, outlets. And then after that, pick the three or four reasons why this product would be great for this season. So, I mean, that's, that'll definitely get, get the juices going. So that's kind of like, easy step one, two, three. What about well, one thing I forgot to ask that people always get so afraid of is follow up. Now I'm all about following up because journalists are busy. You get so many emails. Do you have anything to say to our audiences about proper follow up etiquette? Yes. So always definitely follow up. You know, I know a lot of other editors are guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. We open the email or we pass through it and we're like, oh, hey, you know, we're going to get back to this in a second or we're going to get back to this closer to, you know, our deadline for that holiday gift guide or whatever the case may be. And then we never get back to it because other things pop up. We get busy. We get more emails. It happens. So definitely follow up. I would say your safest bet is following up within a two week period unless it's a pressing topic. You know, if this is something that you need to follow up with, you know, within a week or within a couple of days, then do that. Um, I, I just wouldn't follow up, you know, the next day or the day after if you don't absolutely have to. I would also, you know, maybe mention in the subject that it's a follow-up email. And in your next email, you don't have to include all of the same information as well because it's a follow-up email. But I would go back to your original email to send the follow-up email, if that makes sense. That way you have that information in there. You don't have to reiterate too much. You just have to check in with that editor and say, hey, you know, um, just wanted to check in to see if you'd be interested in featuring X, Y, and Z in an upcoming gift guide about X, Y, and Z, you know, more information below. Love it. That's pretty much it. Straightforward. Well, well, there you have it, folks. That's how it goes down. That's how actual gift guide gets made. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I'm going to look forward to not only what you include in Treat, but also what you're writing for the other publications as well. So how can people find you? How can people learn more about you? Yes, absolutely. So you can follow my story on social media. I have LinkedIn, I have Twitter, I have Instagram at Ms. J Toscano. You can also find me via intriguemag.com. I have an author bio on there and my email address, jtoscano at intriguemag.com. So please feel free to reach out to me to say hey, to send me pitches or to tell me how much you loved one of our gift guides. Oh, I love that. Thank you for opening up the door for allowing people to pitch you. So hopefully if anyone's listening to this while multitasking, you're going to want to come back and replay this episode, maybe take some notes so that way you can pitch to our very own Jessica Toscano. So thank you so much for being on the show. Gloria, thank you. It's been a pleasure again. (laughs) Hey, small business hero. Did you know that you can get featured for free on outlets like Forbes, the New York Times, Marie Claire, Pop Sugar, and so many more, even if you're not yet launched or if you don't have any connections? That's right. That's why I invite you to watch my PR Secrets Masterclass, where I reveal the exact methods thousands of bootstrapping small businesses use to hack their own PR and go from unknown to being a credible and sought after industry expert. Now, if you want to land your first press feature, get on a podcast, secure a VIP speaking gig, or just reach out to that very intimidating editor, this class will show you exactly how to do it. Register now at GloriaChowPR.com slash masterclass. That's Gloria Chow, C-H-O-U, PR.com slash masterclass. 
so you can get featured in 30 days without spending a penny on ads or agencies. Best of all, this is completely free, so get in there and let's get you featured.